What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Very Dependent Podcast, where we depend on the Verde and Black for our everyday vibes. Today, we will spend the first half talking about Austin FC's roster moves before looking at a little vibe conversation and uh, some of the you know Austin FC publications that we get. Uh, the second half, we will talk about the MLS playoffs before we end it with the stoppage time rundown of the hottest Austin FC, MLS, and World Footy storylines the past week. I'm Logan Bartley, a.k.a. Lobar. I'm Logan Jones, a.k.a. Lojo. What up, everyone? It's Paul, a.k.a. Lopal. All right, let's get it. Lojo, kick us off real quick. Sure. Um, as day of recording, as everyone knows, uh, and everybody see on social media, Spotify Wrapped, Apple oh Music are releasing their yes. annual wraps, and we can see everybody's music taste. Um, Except for yours, Lojo, my... what happened with that? Uh, I'm protesting mine. There's a dispute, actually, with Spotify. Ah, man, come on. Yeah, active dispute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um we also got our wrapped as a podcast and got to see different statistics. Um uh, we don't see growth because we, we started only a few months ago. Uh but we did get to see how many people, you know, 88 people have us in their top 10, 57 have oh, us yeah. in their top 5, and we have 21 top fans. Uh yeah. you know, as their as our top we're the top podcast in their uh in their wrapped which we've all checked it was none of us none of us have us as the top podcast so there's no information there i know right (laughs) (laughs) um but you know i I wanted to just take a time at the beginning we usually kind of talk about this at the end but i wanted to take time to really thank those people and you know say we we truly appreciate everyone who takes time to listen to us Uh, i i I honestly would have never thought that many people even you know cared to listen to us or listen to me you know it is still kind of a weird thought to be like what people want, you know, people hear this, people volunteer to do this. Um, right. Anyways, they sign up. For this. Um, but, you know, if you guys can or will, uh, please shout us out, show us on uh, social media. We have Twitter. Uh, you know, if you see us on Instagram, follow any of us on Instagram. We don't have an official podcast account on Instagram, but tag us. Uh, and we want to do something for you guys. So, yeah, make sure yep. that you get the word out there that you guys are, you know, have the Verde pendant in your top five, top 10, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, we'll yep. reach out and try to figure out what we can do for you guys. Thank you so much, too. Yeah, thank you all so much. And yeah, we won't thanks, know who guys. you are unless you tell us. So like Lil just said, let us know so we can thank you personally. All right. Shall we get to it? Let's do it. Let's do it. So we're a couple of weeks late here just because of the holidays and we didn't get a chance to record um, since this news came out. But Austin FC has released their end of season roster moves going into this off season. Um, so obviously it's been talked about a lot on Twitter and whatnot, but we wanted to give, you know, our, our just opinions and takes of what the roster looks like right now and, and where we have room to grow. So to start um, the, the guys that are staying, we have Alex ring whose option was automatically renewed yes! due to yes! incentives. So our captain stays as our honorary captain. Uh, we have Damian Loss getting his contract renewed, rightfully so. Uh, it, all all signs point to him being the number two on the team behind Stuver. Um, and then lastly, Danny is staying as well, um, which was a, a, a rumored contention point of contention with his contract and and just his level of play and his level of pay. You know, so starting with those three, um, I mean, Paul, you kind of already pointed to it, the excitement there. But are you happy to see all three of these guys staying? and hopeful for what they can do moving forward. 
Oh, 100%, man. Uh, I think Ring con- continues to be a, a positive force in our midfield. I think with a healthy back line, uh, he's really going to do some good there. Damien, he's shown what he's about, you know, in Austin FC two, And, you know, no Danny, no party. And we've mm-hmm. got Danny, so we're finna party next season, hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed. And, uh, yeah, I think I think those three are, are a good way to kind of start it off. Yeah, Lojo, you've been pretty vocal about Damian Loss and the playing time he should get for the first team moving forward. Um, what are your thoughts on these on these re-signings? I think it's great. Um, with Alex Ring, insert the Jordan Belfort. Uh, I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Alex Ring's head on that. Yeah. Because uh, isn't the reason he stayed was because of uh, you know him hitting certain benchmarks? Yeah. Or yeah. Like exactly. We don't the know man are, willed but... himself into a contract, and I love it. That's just right. so Alex Ring. Uh, and Damian Loss, yeah, no, I mean, I truly believe that he's the future uh, for this team at goalie. And I hope so. Whether it's some um, open cup matches, if we continue to play uh, any other tournaments, we see him in there at those, you know, give him that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And all three of these guys have actually kind of been in conversations recently, like rumors and, and just people contemplating what could be in store for our future um alex ring just today on twitter i saw multiple people i think it might have been phil west who tweeted it i can't remember exactly but asking the question who who do you think the second best austin fc player is on this team behind driussi a lot of people said alex ring and it's yeah i'd agree i would Mm -hmm. agree too it's also interesting too that people say that at the same time a conversation is happening that he potentially doesn't deserve the money he's getting just like as a DP and that argument of like, well, I wouldn't want Alex Ring as a DP. Meanwhile, everybody's saying he's the second best player on our team. I understand the argument there. You know, he shouldn't be a DP on a team that's going all the way to win championships. But he also shouldn't be our second best player. Right, exactly. That's a big thing too. He is our second best player, but should he be? That's really the question. And he's a great player, don't get me wrong. But at this age and where the league's going and how much teams are improving he really shouldn't be the second best guy i agree i agree and ideally you have another attacker or somebody else that's playing a little bit more forward and creative with jerusi up there that's number two but um you know we signed a guy that was supposed to be that and is not so but uh with danny and damien too there's been conversation of with those two guys and owen wolf as like the core of our young future with this team some people are looking at roto's statements about financial constraints and us not having enough money and pointing to the Damien's Danny's and Owen Wolf's as potential sales next year um, to give us some financial freedom. What would y'all think about either of those two and Damien or Danny re-signing right now or getting their option extended and then being flipped by the summer? I think Danny's real possibility just because of, I'm sure at some point, if he continues on the trajectory that he's been on, he's going to want to go play overseas. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think in that situation, being do right FC that Austin FC usually is, is okay because the man has laid it on the line for us. He's young. Yeah. He ne- he needs his chance to go play overseas or anywhere in a, arguably a more competitive league. Right. Um, so I'd be okay with that with Danny, just for the premise that it's probably because he's moving on to greener pastures. I hear that it, with Damien lost though, you want to keep him around and have him play in Austin, I would assume. Right. Yes. Yeah. I would <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Paul, what about you, man? Either yeah, of those... not, I think, I think, uh, 
you know, it's already been said in multiple outlets, but for Danny, I think we, we just want to see him for his own sake, you know, um, get the development that he's getting, you know, and then some here in Austin, I think um, there's been a point of contention as like, you know, is Wolf that guy that can develop players? I think we've seen with Danny specifically, I think he's, he's the edge case there where like he, he really has taken Danny under his wing and, and developed him into this player that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And deciding I, I think, him to be a six, right. There was, I think he was a can right, more of an eight yeah. before. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think for, from there, it's like, it would be just the natural progression of a, a professional player, you know, for him to go on and do bigger and better things. Um, but mm-hmm. never forgetting where he got his start from, you know? Uh, yeah. And then with, with loss, I think it's always just so hard when it comes to keepers, you know, ideally we'd want to see him continue in Austin. Um, mm-hmm. But just depending on, on what the demand is there for his services, if we're mm-hmm. able to negotiate that, you know, uh, pay for him and, and to keep him happy here, that'd be great. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone comes knocking with a big bag down the road. Yeah. It's interesting looking at both positions too, right? You look at the six mm-hmm. on our team, having Danny as a starter, but you have Valencia who's proven to be a, a solid player in this league uh, last mm-hmm. season. And of course, Absolutely. Alex ring who at the last, you know, six, seven years has been one of the better sixes in MLS. Those two guys could slot in if Danny gets traded and yep. be a starter immediately and play well. You look at goalkeeper too, though, and you think, okay, well, Stuber was what, 32 at this point? Something like that, maybe? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, keepers have more longevity. Just when you look at the oldest players in you know, football, MLS history, they're generally keepers. So, you know, anyway, looking at that, like loss, the timeline may not make sense with Stuber as a starter still and could still be there for multiple years. But uh, moving on, though, so Romagna is another younger guy that is rumored to be returning to Austin FC at the end of his loan, which is the end of next month, December. Um, and we're getting mixed reports that he could be staying, that he could be loaned to another team, either in the league or out of the league. What would y'all want with Romagna? I could start? care less. I could care less. If he's on the team, he's probably not going to be high on the pecking order. Um, he'd probably just be... A rotation guy will probably see him during open cups. This is probably about the same time as we'll see loss on the first team if we do get to see loss. Um, if he's loaned out, whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm not too big on the guy. Uh, so for me, it's yeah, yeah something broke, different. Broke hamstrings FC over there for real. Yeah, yeah. Money, that guy yeah. for <laughs> yeah. I just I, the thing for me, man, is is like the the CB partnership in MLS is such a big deal, you know, because mm-hmm. these yeah. teams are not are not like deep in that position necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for us, it's like why why put our hope in a player like Romania who has been given chance and opportunity time and time again? You know, for me, it's like. I actually didn't mind the guy. I, I thought he was on his way to like develop into a better defender uh, at, toward the end of uh, the inaugural season in, at uh, 21. Yeah. And like he was showing some good signs of like, oh man, like this could be really good in 22. But, you know, things happened. And obviously with the offseason uh, shown to not be ready and uh, Josh Wolf, you know, has his opinion. So, yep. so there's that. But yeah, I you think he, I think he's a guy that's going to be in a weird purgatory till the end of his his contract. Yeah. At the end kind of next like season. Uh, Gta man. Yeah, it's perfect transition into Gta. Kind uh, like Pochettino. Yeah, oh, that too. Man, that forgot too. about that dude. Yeah. Exactly. 
as as you should have that free pick <laughs> of that dude. Stop. That's stop. Uh, Chite Chite is still on loan through twenty June twenty twenty four, um, and his contract's up in December of twenty twenty four. Do you think we see him play again? Probably not. Probably not. No. I mean, do right FC, dude. Yeah, he'll he'll probably stay overseas until it's time for his contract. It's not what I want, but that's do right FC. That's 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 it. And for the listener to be super obvious of what we're saying, that that is do right as in we're going to do right by the player over Mm -hmm. whatever we need at this time as a, as an actual footballing unit, we're going to do right by the player. Yep. Yeah. Cause we could have used GTA many of many of times last season. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. He could have, there's no reason why he shouldn't have been here. But we're going to let him be around his family. We're going to be, let him, let him be. (sighs) Yeah. Yep. That's true. Same. We need to bank uh, on that good karma. Gene. Jeez. You know, just seriously though. Yeah. We need to get some, some returns on that. Anyway, um, well, let's look at players that were not so fortunate to still be in Austin FC. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. Do you want to start somewhere specific, Paul? Can, can I can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, Please. Let's hear it. Rodney Redis. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the highlight of the list right there. Bro, we could stop right there and, and we'd be good. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's we're more. Free of... There's more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's more. I think. Wait, I think the... there's more. Wait, there's more. Seriously, though. I mean, we have Rodney. And I think another guy that people were excited to see go for contract play reasons is maxi Ruti as well those 100%. two guys making good money doing jack shit on the field at least last season for maxi um at least maxi was cooking the slos though you know right yeah he was a vibes he was a vibes guy making mm-hmm. you know 800k <laughs> the to personality higher to the max right mm-hmm. for real. Yes. so we see those two guys leave and, and open up a good amount of money there um yeah. surprising to some i'd say kip keller and mm-hmm. uh charlie Asensio and uh Alfonso Campo Chavez as well. Those three guys, all you young now, guys, Austin FC two guys. Yeah. They're all what I would say in the same breath though with naming those players is some of these can come back and sign new deals. It's true. Yep. It's a big and I think it's something that we've all spoken about is can these guys come back and sign next pro deals? Yeah. Right, right. Well I I, I saw Kip and Charlie um recently like in the last week post Austin FC related stuff on their mm-hmm. Instagram feeds and on their stories. So they're still actively involved. Maybe it's a contract Connecting thing. Connecting themselves with the organization. Yeah. Right. But there's still somehow, you know, there's, they're not distancing as obviously as other players who are out of the, there's no mm-hmm. goodbye posts. Right. Yeah. Right. So we could see those two guys come back, maybe AOC as well, come back mm-hmm. on Austin FC two, or just restructure their contract either or yep. um, one guy. I think a lot of people were sad to see go is Jafal. Um, yeah, man. He was Sophie, a young, solid dude. He had, I, I thought, it, I think a lot of people thought he could have been a player for this team moving forward. Yeah, I, I think it's the potential is what a lot of people are yep. upset about is there, there's still potential there where a lot of these players, we've seen what they they can do. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think back a lot to when we let Ulysses Segura go and I'm just like, we never even got to see him with this team and then yeah. he goes and wins a cup in his new team. But no. another, nevertheless. Yeah. That's true. And then three other guys that we saw go are the uh, the Houston Dynamo guys. We saw Memo, uh, mm. Lundy, and Will Bruin, and then you have four, yeah. including Maxi. Um, it seems that Roto had enough with the Houston Dynamo leftovers and said, "All right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these guys don't need to be here anymore. We're good." Right. I mean, there, there's a reason why they shed those players, and now they're in the conference finals. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Definitely found better use for those roster spots. 
Um, I, well, I, I mean, see... to be fair, though, back in the day, I mean, Will was playing in, you know, playoff for them and sure. Lundy helped them back in the day, the first open cup. So Will it went back when gas was like 99 cents a gallon. Will Bruin was <laughs> kicking ass down there in Houston. That's right. right? Yeah. Something Although like I think he was number two in goals <laughs> per 90 in the MLS last in the season. So <laughs> he was ahead Something of Denny like there. Anyway, such a small sample size. But um, I, I personally was sad to see Memo go because I think he could be a solid like replacement for Ethan Finley in terms of depth moving forward. And he may, he's on so little money, you know, okay. there's we a, there's know a reason has for cooking. that. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man, with memo, he's just, he's a journeyman at this point now, kind of getting to that point where he's just never able to stick for too long. Yeah. Um. So um, I'm, I'm kind of glad, you know, we used him for what we needed to just to like stop that, that gap and then yeah we're, we're definitely gonna hopefully see some more quality uh in but the i attack, mean so speaking of journeymen though like you need those guys on the, on your teams you know guys who can come in they have experience in the league they can play well i mean we look at lojo no, for sure i like Felipe Martins. Was, you know, yeah or Felipe. I mean, we have, yeah. have gassy zardes yeah but he's right. making the too ultimate. much money bro like memo's I know, on but 200k that's the kind of person that needs to be the journeyman for your team at this point yeah I mean, sure, but like high profile. We look at Felipe. I want to go back to that. Like he is you look, I mean, same idea, right? He was on our team. We went to the conference finals. He's on but Orlando, is memo, the semifinals. Is Memo providing the same personality, locker room? Heart-wise, no. You know, no. Right. For sure. But he's I will definitely say, a warrior type. Like he's gonna yeah. do the shit. But to, to Memo's credit, and this will be the last thing I say about this, but to Memo's credit. He is one of the only guys I can think of to join Austin FC and almost immediately get on the field. And that mm-hmm. doesn't happen under Josh Wolf. Guys come to this team and they sit there for weeks on weeks on weeks. Yeah, but I mean, there's a reason why Memo was that guy. I mean, that he was able to come in and put in a shift, create some opportunities. Not saying he's going to solve our issues, but just like there aren't many guys like that you can pay 200k and have be your fourth guy on your bench and I'd rather gamble and just see what Roto brings in honestly. Fair. No, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Let let that man cook. Um and then last thing when it comes to rosters, uh it's been confirmed although not announced by either team yet that Austin and New England have agreed to a trade of Nick Lima for 275k in allocation money. Yes. Um so so long my man. Yeah, I mean he he was a warrior for this team. Iron Man played X-Dog. pretty much every game. X Dog for sure. X Dog, yes. That throw-ins will never yep. be the same. Throw-ins. Nope. Although nope. Galley does a decent impression, I will say. But it's close. But it's Lima close. was the guy. I mean, obviously he's yeah. strong arm. He yeah. was going to put a body on Bowling somebody. Ball so. shoulders. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why multiple people on the team said they would go to him first in like an end of the world situation or whatever that. That little uh media thing they put out yeah, a little you know, survivalist like, survival thing yeah like they go to nick <laughs> lima he's the guy uh but he'll be missed i mean three years in austin helped bring us to the conference finals played pretty much every game he's part of he's a sweet boy so on to new england you go dude from coast to coast with a stop in the, in the south so love it uh well let's move on the halftime yeah? yeah let's do it cool so we kind of want to give a little vibe check here and, and talk on like how you can still stay involved in Austin FC in this offseason because this is a long offseason for us with how long these playoffs are. Well, um, yeah, and how early we exited, right? We like, yeah. exited as soon as possible. <laughs> exactly. And these playoffs are 
way too long, yep. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have nothing for a couple months. So, um, the team is still sending out like weekly emails and whatnot with events and things to engage with in the community. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job in that to try to kind of stoke the community still. Um, so one event coming up is the very, very day holiday. That's on December 6th from 5 to 7 p.m. And our very own Austin FC's uh, quote unquote midfielder, John Gallagher, <laughs> will be there in attendance to you know meet with fans and hang out. Um, and I say quote unquote midfielder because that's exactly what the team email said. Like the email from Austin FC called him a midfielder. Is it a clue? Is it a clue, Lobar? Is it a clue, dude? It could be. I'd though. like for it to be a clue. I'd it love it. at the eight. <laughs> Galley at the eight. I mean, shit. More like a, a wing mid- midfielder, but you know. <laughs> I hear that. Just slotting in a little bit. Yeah, just a little, bit, a little inverted, you know. He's got speed. Josh, what are you cooking up? You Facts, little bro. rascal. But there's an opportunity this weekend, uh, or I guess next week, to meet mm-hmm. uh, John Gallagher. So all you galley gals, this is your moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, something about like the first 100 uh, fans to show up, I think get a little uh, cute Austin FC ornament or something like that. Yeah, so, for, that's season ticket members only. Um, oh that's right okay. that. this yeah, may yeah, be a yeah. ticket holder event honestly but who knows it's a it's an event at the verde store so you can mm-hmm. buy stuff meet john gallagher yeah. get a little and speaking of speaking of season tickets man i think uh you know the the club is still always you know they're always going to be looking to like push out those those um season tickets like especially during the off season yeah um and stuff like that so if you don't if you don't have them already you know uh it's never too late to like get up on that list. And um, that's like, that would be the ultimate like Christmas present for me. I think if I didn't have them, you know, I don't yeah. want anything else. I just want, I just want season tickets. Yeah. The team is still pushing the O collective real hard. Like even yeah. as of last week going into season four, um, there's been rumors by, by George that uh, that's dwindling a little bit. The O collective numbers, the season ticket wait list is dwindling. Um, right. You know, no idea how true that is. But um, regardless, if, if you really do want season tickets, get on the O Collective. Keep an eye out for those emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, just re- like email a, a ticket rep too. like get yep. let them know that you're looking. Don't you know, be proactive and see what you can get there. Um, that's how I got in. I got the O Collective and then was like, hey, when's the season ticket drop? And they're like, oh, it's on this they're day like, at this it? time. And I was like, cool, I'll log in exactly at that time. And I did. And I got a ticket. And it was pretty sweet. So it seemed pretty straightforward. Um, but they're still pushing that. So, you know, stay involved if you want. Get this stuff in. Sure. Um, and then, Paul, you know, stay plugged in with the supporters group. You tell us, I mean, you're part, you're part of Lamerga. How's that How's that work if you're not an instrument an instrumentalist? Is there a way to get involved with Lamerga that way? Yeah, no, definitely, man. Uh, I know, like... There are capos, which are the the folks that you generally see like out on the capo stands uh, if you're in the supporter section. But there's also capos that are out among the supporter, you know, uh, section like 101 through 105 uh, that are helping lead the chants and and helping folks um, stay, you know, invigorated throughout the game uh, when we're up, when we're down or whatever. And like if you're not an instrumentalist, uh, you can easily get plugged in that way with Lamerga. Um, if you do play an instrument, you know, definitely come check us out, you know, um, on Tuesdays over at Live Oak Park, which is just right there by Q2 Stadium. But if that is not your vibe and you just kind of want to 
be with a group of folks that love Austin FC, you know, like there's, there's plenty of supporter groups to go around. Obviously everyone knows, uh, LV Los Verdes, mm-hmm. uh, there's Austin Anthem, you know, yep. um, I'm trying to think fighting Leslie's fighting Leslie's, you know, out yeah. there. Um, there's just, there's a lot and, uh, definitely encourage folks to make sure that they're staying plugged in, you know, somehow, cause there is community beyond, um, you know, just going to the the games and, and all that stuff, because as we see, you know, it's it's a long off season. And uh, what better way to, you know, feel that connection to your your community than, you know, going with a group of folks to go play pickup or go do a little community event or something like that. So, yeah, definitely do that. Yep. Facts on that, dude. Uh, how about we take a quick break before we jump into the second half? Yeah, boys. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll see y'all to talk about MLS playoffs. All right, we're back. So with the single limit, single elimination format returning in the semifinals, we're at the point in the playoffs where each game feels like it actually matters now and the stakes are real win or go home. Right. So let's start in the West and we'll look at Houston versus SKC first. Um, obviously, the big talking point of this game and the big controversy was the handball by Zviachenko that many thought should have been called a penalty and a red. It was not. And uh, what do y'all think, Lojo? Was that a handball or no? I definitely think it was a handball. There's no denying it. And there's several angles. I, th- I think even real time, it, I could tell it was a handball. Um, but we've just gotten too bad at trying to over-define everything where you can't just look at something, yeah, that's a handball, and call it a handball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that, think that we need to dial piece. it back. Right. Yeah. It just is. Does it look like a handball? Yes. Yep. I don't know how hard, why we make it so much harder. We cannot reinvent the wheel. A handball is a handball. And all that, all that VAR pressure from the Premier League is coming to MLS now. Everybody's all nervous. Shit. You know? Well, use it. Use it. I mean, I mean, but we might as well just lean into that. Honestly, I would, that's what I would want them to do, you know, here with the MLS and the pro ref stuff. It's like, you see what's happening over there. We're clearly not at that level even. So like, why don't y'all just go ahead and like, you know, really lean into this whole, like make the audio, make the, uh, the decision process transparent for the fans, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that way we, we can kind of be on the same page as to like what, what y'all are hearing, you know, in the booths and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, But you know, Paul, for you, obviously being a huge Houston Dynamo fan, that was the best call of your life. I mean, they didn't call the the handball. Oh, one hundred percent. My my big yeah. old orange just like <laughs> got real naranja. Um, yeah. Uh, you're silly guys. Um, but I mean, yeah. Other than that, I mean, there was another call the other way. Uh, or I guess what was that? Yeah, just that happened right uh, after the response of the 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 first goal that they had. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Houston ends up winning that game one zero with the, the a header coming off a, cor- a corner, right. At the end of the first half for Houston. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, in my opinion, this game was a bit of a stinker. Um, it's a slow game. Yeah. There were, there were moments. It was just like, wow, this is yeah. definitely a four versus an eight game. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not the same intensity that, we ended up seeing in the LAFC versus Seattle game, 
Um, in my opinion, this matchup had all of the intensity of the entire semifinals. Um, it really felt like two teams competing for the, their spot in the championship game. How did y'all feel sure. about this game, Lojo? No, I agree. I think it was the, the intensity was there. Everything, the passion, the level of gameplay. Yeah, it was it was a great game to watch compared to the SKC Houston. Yeah, the, yeah. the speed. I, I was. Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, it was interesting seeing Seattle um, playing host there because, like, you could definitely tell like the fans uh, were really trying to like back their team up. Uh, and there were some close moments, you know, um, Crapo just had one hell of a game, you know, exactly. seven saves, yeah. I think. And, and each one of those, you just hear the, the, the air just leave Lumen field. Cause it's just like, Oh, you know, yep. um, exactly. but you know, in, in terms of intensity, like I, I would agree that one was definitely a much better paced game and, and the level of quality obviously was much better, uh, compared to Houston SKC. On the other end, though, uh, over in the East, I mean, I would argue that Cincy versus Philly had some some good pockets of intensity as well. It did. Uh, it did. Yeah. You know, Jim Curtin's side was definitely pushing uh, to try and, you know, upset there. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, Cincy's just been doing their thing, man. And um, we're going to see them dance against Columbus. So, yeah, that's going to be good. Comparing those two games a little bit more, I think that... Um... What what really made me feel the intensity for the LAFC game was, you know, Denny Buanga had that beautiful run at the 28th minute or whatever it was, um, mm -hmm. had that early goal and Seattle was chasing the game from that point on in the last 12, 15 minutes, including stoppage time Specific, of the game. Yeah. Like Seattle Specifically was, that second half, they started and they were just trying to go the entire yeah. time. So it's like, yeah, the entire half, they were truly pushing numbers yeah. forward the entire time. Uh, knew who was playing up to like the end line, you know, trying mm -hmm. to get balls in. Like everybody was playing forward over and over and over and over again. And it was fun. It was a lot of crosses in, very Josh Wolf esque, um, you know, chasing the end of a game. So question for you guys. Here's here's where I'm kind of struggling. And, you know, I'm not a super Sounders fan, so I, I couldn't, you know, figure out the logic behind it. But like if you have someone on your roster, you have two people. You have a striker like Raul Raya Diaz, mm -hmm. uh, Rui Diaz, and you have a midfielder like Nico Lodero. Mm -hmm. uh, what the hell are you doing not starting them or getting them into the game sooner like to, to affect play? Because that was my big like, what what is Schmetz doing, you know? Right, like, right. I think um, what the commentators were mentioning is Raul's had kind of a rough season, maybe a decline right. season but i mean yeah you still got to put in this raul ruiz diaz in there maybe a little bit earlier right. when you're down see in the what magic he can pull yeah. exactly that dude's he's a shooter it's like it's another one of those like mls legend dudes that are going to score when they need to score you know you yeah. look at chicharito yeah. and others like you want him in the game to help win you the game and bring you back yeah. um yeah i thought it was interesting tactically to not have two two guys who a, a year before help you win champions league right so yeah um it's it's and that, that's what for me i think kind of takes the wind out of the sails for for seattle because it's like yeah they're doing all they can with without two big pieces you know mm -hmm. and uh so that's why i think that they just ended up losing out ultimately is they waited too long to incorporate those guys but yeah you know well, speaking of the cincy game you mentioned the intensity there as well um, what I liked about that game, I mean, it was nil nil all the way till the end of stoppage time, essentially, uh, when since he got that winner, but they, both teams didn't want to go to extra time. 
Like they wanted to yeah. win the game in regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we had that big stoppage time winner by Cincy and the drama there. Um, Paul, did you think that was offside or no? Um, man, I'm going to say it looked like offside. You know, th- there were a couple angles that I, I think I remember seeing, and I think it was a Taylor Twelman uh, tweet that had showed the angle that I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's definitely – that might be it, you know, but, uh, at the end of the day, man, I, you know, like these things happen in, in, in soccer and, and you just kind of got to move with it, I guess, you know, sometimes you're, you're the lucky one and, and it rolls your way, but yeah, uh, I uh, think since he were looking to, you know, be on the front foot the whole time, man, it was kind of crazy watching, uh, Acosta just doing his thing. I hadn't ever really just sat through, uh, a since like playoff, uh game before hell even cincy fans have never done that but you know yeah um, true <laughs> um, that dude that dude full deserving of uh mvp oh for sure um for sure so yeah it, yeah on the offside play too it's like was it offside sure maybe they didn't call right. it, they didn't call it on the field you got to play the game but the ball was kicked behind homeboy if he's offside he ran back through the defense unmarked headed it back down to an unmarked guy five feet away from him who then just nailed the winner it's like either way man you got two unmarked guys to win the game right there like yeah play some defense you know don't exactly. yell about offside when the dude was it's, it's just come on what do you want and, what do you and, want them to do yeah and i can't remember but wasn't wasn't union down without um they were left without kai wagner you know, yeah. in that match yeah, exactly. also. So it's just like, suspension. it's tough, man. You know, these, these teams are not, they're not, um, they're not fielding their, their best 11. And, yeah. and that's, that's, that's tough. Yeah. And, and speaking of not being able to field the best 11, um, we go to Columbus and Orlando, um, mm-hmm. Columbus won the game two nil, but, uh, Orlando goes down a man when Schlegel gets a red card in the 77th minute, um, for a, a dog. So kind of play there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes extra time, nil, nil. And then Paul, I mean, from there we saw. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of one of those things where Columbus decides to to wake up and, and stick it to uh, Orlando a little bit. I think it, it gets a little bit sloppy for Orlando just defensively. They were starting to really show some fatigue uh, in the back line. And mm-hmm. um, I've, I've been a really big fan of Christian Ramirez. Obviously, you know, he spent some time in Houston while I was living back there. But before that in, in Minnesota, uh, you know, they call him Superman because, I mean, he just comes up with these, these plays and, and scores when he needs to. And yeah, uh, at the end of that game, I mean, you know, that boy was, doing what he needed to. And then it was cool. Cause like afterward, I, you know, we didn't know that he needed to go back to his wife and, and be ready for the birth of his, his child. But like, that was just, right. that was really cool. I was like, God damn, man. Like I could not, I can't fathom. Like, you know, you've got that, that pressure, you got all that shit, yeah. but here you are just putting the team on your back a little bit and, and going, going to have a kid. Yeah. That's it. Uh, last thing about playoffs. Hello, Joe. We have LAFC in Houston in the West and uh, Columbus and Cincy in the East who wins those games and who wins the final now. I'm still sticking with LAFC, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna stick with Cincinnati. Still, hold on, still, bro. Tell me, still, still you was you you had didn't you have like Philly going all the way or something? Or I had no, LAFC I stuck with Philly going to the final, but LAFC. Oh, went. oh yeah, for the yeah. West. Okay, I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh man, my bad, dog. my bad. Dog. Well, John, I can't go against. 
Yeah, I can't go against LAFC. After that match, can't go against them. Paul, what about you, man? Who's in the yeah, man. For a second, I I was I was trying to wean wean myself away from the black and gold, but bro, it's number ninety nine for me all day, dude. Like Denny is that guy, mm-hmm. and I just like they're gonna they're gonna take care of Houston at home. Uh, they'll probably Houston will fare a little bit better than Austin will. Uh, that's just what I based on for what I'm seeing. Um, Herrera will not pull a Drew UC and go ghost. I'm betting. Uh, and then I think, I think, uh, since he will get the job done in Columbus, uh, or not, excuse me, in Columbus, they'll get it done at home in Cincy and then LAFC just fucking takes it to him. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. Yep. They're going to win, bro. They're going to win it. Uh, let's go to stoppage time. Uh, we mentioned a little bit already, but Lucio Acosta wins MVP. Lojo, what are your thoughts? Deserving. I think he did a great job this season. So Mm -hmm. congrats to him. Paul. Why not Hector Herrera? (laughs) Nah, man. Lucho's been on one from the beginning. So, yeah, that's the dynamo you don't deserve. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think this year the panel got it right. Uh, The rightful MVP won while the Golden Boot winner won the Golden Boot. Uh, Last year, not so much. Uh, ATX offseason trips. A couple guys taking trips that we saw. We had a galley. Took a little footy trip over to the UK. Did his best, uh, very dependent impression. You love to see it. Go out and watch. He saw the friend. stories. He's like, I got to get over there too, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Bro. Yeah, well, well, he saw Tottenham, right? He's Tottenham play. He saw. Oh, tough. So, he he yeah, went he to a Fulham City. match. Yeah, he saw City. Yeah, yeah. He's out there. Man, we did it better, bro. Um, yeah. But then Jerusi also went to Florida with. Uh, with Maxi and some and his and his friends and some other people, um, someone had to someone had to help him pack up all his stuff and take it over there. True, right? <laughs> true. Hey, although Maxi's back in Austin, looking like a thumb with his shaved face, so you know, dang, that boy came back with the luggage. <laughs> he didn't stay. Um, let's keep it going though. So rumors that there's going to be four DPS in 2024 for this upcoming season. Um, I mean. Do y'all think one, do you think it's going to happen? And two, do you think we're even going to be able to use a fourth DP spot in Austin with Roto's yes. timeline? Yes. And yes. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. definitely hold out. I'm going to hold out just until whenever, man. Cause like this, this feels like it should happen, but I, I, you watch this league enough and then you find out like people say a lot of shit and then it ends up not happening. So I'm going to wait until that release. Yeah, I'd be happy if it does happen. Um, I wouldn't be mad if the team, if our team doesn't holds off to sign a DP right. until they find the right Till one. Till the summer or some. Yeah. We've we've had too many guys miss in the DP spots with Pochettino, Sessi. That was uh, Claudio, bro. Um, that was Claudio. I know. I'm just. They're I want to give. I think Roto's going to use the time he needs to bring the right guy in. So I'm not going to be mad if we don't use. He this already has guy. the list. Names you wouldn't believe. It's true. True. We could have had Pep a coach, but you know, Josh Wolf is that guy. So um Erling Holland Austin. <laughs> for real. Stop. Um moving across the pond, we see the Premier League owners have voted against a ban on clubs loaning players from within the same ownership group. So we look at the city group, for example, Red Bull group, other groups like that. Um, what does this mean for football in England, but football worldwide? Lojo, I'll start with you. Uh, um, it means, you know, some of the big clubs can still get away, skirt some of these loanee rules. Uh, you know, Chelsea's kind of 
fallen guilty of that right now with uh, their involvement with Strasbourg and probably mm-hmm. soon also a Portuguese club. Um, That's right. But yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's it's tough. It, it means a lot for the big teams. The big teams are still going to stay you know, strong, and for these smaller clubs that don't have those partnerships, you know, it's going to mean a lot less players going out for development. Yeah, that's a good point, Paul. Yeah, I think I think Lojo said it best. I mean, it really just boils down to how much how much money you have in your coffers, uh, ultimately, because that's what drives all of this expansion and all the ability to have a loan army. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's one of those blights on on Chelsea's um, name. Is you know, we just we amass this whole like group of players that we just they, they'll never see the the light of first team mm-hmm. uh but they just go out on all these different places so yeah i mean this is it is just another thing you know in the world of football out there in the uk and and um yeah we'll see we'll see how it shapes out in the coming seasons yeah to me the most interesting uh part of that is newcastle and the mm-hmm. uh the saudi With ownership the groups yeah, yeah. just That'd be awesome if those owners were like, cool, cool, cool. We're going to loan all our Newcastle players to Saudi Arabia so that we can dominate. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, More Premier League news. Um, Everton has been penalized 10 points um, in in their standings for Premier League profit and sustainability rules. Um, I mean, that's a huge deal, obviously. Dude, that is so fucked. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Especially with Man City with how many pending reviews or whatever they have, like a hundred something hundreds. Right. And then, I mean, you know, hate to bring up our golden boys, but Chelsea's been, had a lot of um, scrutiny by pundits yeah. talking about the possibility of, of us doing the same. Uh, right. They hate us because they ain't us. That's they, all they don't know about or a more amortization and all that stuff, you know, right. but, um, but just the dude, fact that I, it's being talked you, about. Right. Yeah. 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 Being, I mean, I, well, I how long have we been talking about these city allegations, though? Mm-hmm. You can talk about them all you want. This has been five years minimum. And here's the thing, bro. You look at a team like Everton, and like they get they get smacked down, and like who they got, right. like who do they have? Right. It's one thing if they sign someone like Enzo, okay. But right. who who do they have? They were truly uh, penalized for being a poverty club. They were truly bro, penalized right. for losing tough, too much dude. money imagine the league knew they had to do something to crack down on it and they picked the lowliest of low right the crackdown on it's tough yeah man but curious to see where this goes from here you know do they eventually turn around right right do they turn around and and get a you know have your eye on chelsea and, and start looking into things a little bit more who knows um and then to bring this full circle matt miazga suspended three games for entering ref's room after a game uh and will miss the rest of the playoffs Bro, after just being announced to be MLS Defender of the Year, after growing up as a Chelsea Lone Army himself, right? We'll find out. General... We'll find out how important of a defender he is in these next few games. Well, True. I mean, he didn't. He didn't play, didn't he? I don't think he did against um, Philly. Just now, uh, yeah, against Philly. So he was already out. But like, yeah, man, like that's so dumb. Yeah, he was not boy. my favorite. He's not silly. I think one of us might have said we won him on our team earlier this year, so I'm gonna go ahead and scrap that. It might have been me, and I. It's probably you. I take that back, everybody. My bad. Uh, also, <laughs> pretty sure I said Kai Wagner too. Definitely my bad on yeah, that. Yeah, I will take that back as well, please. Uh, yeah, we didn't know. Statement. We did not know. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he said it one time. He said it one time. No. It's... 
bro chill uh, uh, all, right, all right let's wrap this up let's wrap this up uh, <laughs> on that we, note very dependent after dark uh, uh uh, we appreciate y'all kicking it with us on this week's episode of the Bear Dependent Podcast. I am Logan Bartlett. Catch me on Twitter at LobarVHLM. I am Logan Jones. You can find me at the Lolo Jones. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, everyone. This has been Paul, and you can catch me at Paul Andrew FC. And make sure to keep the chatter going online by following at the Bear Dependent on Twitter. And to reiterate one more time. Thank y'all so much for the past six thank months you, or thank so. You, thank you, thank you, of listening thank you, to our yes. podcast. Um, if if you are one of the top listeners, let us share know. It with a friend. So, yeah, share it with a friend. I mean, of course, share it with a friend. Like it, I guess. Subscribe. I don't know. I never really say that, but whatever. Um, mm. More so, let us know so that we can thank you personally. Um, we appreciate y'all yes. so much, and looking forward to uh, this off season and and twenty twenty four. So, peace, y'all. Bye. Good stuff. I liked it. Oh, why are you screaming at me? Oh, my God.